How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. By himself. Listen, Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, it's probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's the line of the night. I did watch. I watched more. We'll get to this later because I want, want to get to our topic for the segment. I watched more of the Pro Bowl skills competition last night than I did of the Pro Bowl game if you combine the last probably 15 years. I basically never watched the Pro Bowl. But the skills competition was entertaining. I watched it for like an hour. It was fun. Jordan Poyer won the longest drive contest. There was a controversy with the dodgeball. There was. There, they had to use replay review. <laughs> Did they really? It was funny. They they had to go wow. to a replay review to figure out the winner of dodgeball because you can't get hit in the head. No. Okay. And Saquon Barkley got it. Oh, who was it? It was Barkley against. It was like a linebacker, wasn't Mario it? Mario Davis, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. And Barkley lost, and all of a sudden, so he's like, he's like gesturing to his head, like, guys, no, he hit me in the head. He hit me in the head. They literally had to go to a replay review to see where the ball hit him. Replay everywhere. That's Can't right. Can't escape it. But it, but, uh, but you we know, think this it, is an improvement over the actual game, it right? It went smoothly. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was entertaining. You know, they, whatever. I'll, we'll do that later, Joe. Yeah, I get sidetracked easily. Sorry. Happy uh, Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Jeremy's off today. Joe and I are with you. 803 if you're just joining us. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we want to get into quarterbacks here. We uh, are talking about the Bills' top three needs in order. One, two, three, positionally, to address this offseason. One should be wide receiver. Two should be offensive line. Three, I put down, honestly, I put down safety, which I don't know that I've ever done that in my entire life, but I don't think mm-hmm. Poyer is back, and I don't think Hyde's back after next season. So I prioritize safety. I put a little asterisk in this, Joe, asterisk, I would bump linebacker into that if Tremaine Edmonds is not back. I don't know if he's back or not. If the Bills are losing Edmonds, I think you should get another linebacker in here. But for now, wide receiver, O-line, interior O-line, guard slash center, interior O-line, safety. I think the one change I would make to your list is I would... I might agree with the caller from last hour that I would put right tackle above safety. Safety, It's not as big of a hole, because safety... You just don't even know who's going to start opposite Micah Hyde. Like, right. There's not even a name, right? Like, Dean Marlowe is not starting for this team week one next year, right? Jaquan Johnson? I don't, man. I, they clearly, 
Unless I mean, they move Ben, maybe they move Christian Benford there. That could be their option. That's that might be the most likely outcome, actually, because yeah. when they drafted him, that was what they were saying. Brandon Bean was talking about we kind of see him as a safety, yeah, or that we think he can transition to safety, so can do both. So I, I might want to bet Benford as their betting favorite to be the Week One starter right now, even if he is. You could be looking at 2023 as the last season with Micah Hyde. He's a free agent after next season. I don't think he's getting another contract. Yeah. Unless they give him a one-year extension or something. You're just going to have a hard time convincing me that any premium asset should be spent on the Unless, defensive side of the football at all. I, I understand that. and I Sacrifices are going to get have to get ma- to be made. I, I'm not saying I think the Bills will think this way, but if sacrifices are going to have to be made and you have to look at certain positions and say, all right, the best I can do here is serviceable. Yeah. I, I need replacement level. That's all I can do here because right. you're just not going to be able to have the best roster in football anymore when Josh Allen's getting paid $45 million. It's the nature of the beast. So i got to prioritize positions. And to me, like I know Spencer Brown is there, and that's a name, but to me, right tackle is a much more important position to have a great player in than safety is. Yeah, I, I actually thought about that. Um Joe, you're, you're killing me again, Joe. We're, I'm getting off on a different topic, but whatever. At we least have, this was on the hours. list of topics that it we was, were going to get to. It was. I, I easily go off into different tangents. It is. It's funny. I think if you, if you further wanted to break down this priority list, right, like wide receiver, offensive line, quite honestly, I think there are two pieces you need at both of those positions. You should add two wide receivers. One, for sure, is that I don't think Gabe Davis should be a starting wide receiver. Your number two guy playing 95% of the snaps. I just He's not consistently good enough, and I think you need a more well-rounded receiver who's better at running routes, who's just a more consistent player than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis flourishes with a little lesser role on the depth chart where he was when Brown and or Beasley were here. So for me, wide receiver two. Wide receiver two position is number one. You have to get that guy. I think you get a wide receiver in round one or round two. Done. You also get a wide receiver. You can. I'll leave it up to Brandon Bean here. If you want to talk free agency, if they can make it work cap-wise, DJ Chark, Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Jacoby Meyer is free. I like him. If the Patriots were smart, I think he's their best receiver. If they're smart, they never use Kendrick Bourne. They're smart. They'll keep Meyer. Mm-hmm. That's a guy I would... Any one of those three guys? I'll keep mentioning Beckham. He's still available. I, you know, I kind of forgot about him. I really did. It's, it's because we're so tired of it, right? Yeah, maybe. We're so fatigued by the Beckham idea. But he, he's posting workout videos. Like He's back running routes, so he's going to sign somewhere. I think you, you've got to find a veteran receiver plus the guy you draft in round one or round two. You have to add two wide receiver pieces. And then you still have Davis, Shakir. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, McKenzie would be a cap cut at this point. Um, yeah. So you'd, you'd have Diggs. Two pieces, Davis and Shakir in your group of five. Yeah, to receivers number one for me also. And it is, there's one thing I got to have for the receiver. He's got to be able to run a full route tree. Well, that's, I think, the upgrade from Gabe Davis. Yes, because and even, like, I can live with Gabe Davis being on the field 90% of the time, but I need another guy because last year they go to three receivers. They, they, they are primarily a team that is in at least three receiver sets. And last year... The majority of their offensive plays, when they had three receivers, it was Diggs, Davis, McKenzie. One of those three guys runs a full route tree. Yeah, Gabe Davis does not. Gabe Davis is a, is great at two routes, three routes. He's great at the go route, he's great at the comeback, and he's great at the deep post. That's it. Hmm. McKenzie 
just the nature of being a slot receiver. A lot of slot receivers are like this. He's not running up the sidelines. He's not a guy you put on the outside and running comebacks and running those routes Davis runs. He does the underneath stuff. So you kind of know what routes, what concepts two of your three receivers are going to run. Diggs you don't, but that's because he can do everything. I need one other guy on the field that's not named Stephon Diggs that you you don't know what he's going to run because he can do it all. And that doesn't mean he has to be an elite wide receiver. I just need that. I need to not be predictable. And to me, when you have Gabe Davis combined with a a non-versatile slot receiver, that's what you're going to get. But if you bring in a guy like another a version of Diggs where it's just a route technician and he can do everything, well, suddenly, yeah, you might know what Gabe Davis is going to run now, but you have no idea what the other two are going to well, run. Well, that's, that's the guy, and I'm going to guess that guy in all likelihood is the guy you either sign as a free agent or trade for. You're right, that guy's not because on the Because the guy coming in as the draft yep. pick... I don't think the Bills would like immediately jump him into that key of a role. But remember, the guy coming in as a draft pick, you're doing it first and foremost because you need to improve your wide receiver position. You need to get better talent in your wide receiver group. Also, keep in mind, Gabe Davis has one year left. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Is he getting a second contract from the Bills? If he isn't, if there's any question about that, guess what? You've drafted a guy who's already been here a year, which Shakir would have had two years under his belt going forward. So you're advocating two guys. Two guys, two a, a free receivers, agent and a, and a or rookie. trade a veteran and a rookie. Two guys. You have to get two guys because you need more depth. You need. You cannot just. You know. Again, I I don't know that Isaiah McKenzie is back next season. There's really nobody else. If Kumro's here, he's special teams. Stevenson, whatever. Uh, I mean, you're really talking about lock in. Is Crowder re-signed? You're locking in Diggs and Davis and Shakir. That's three guys. But that's not your top three. So, yes, I believe you should draft a wide receiver and go find a guy. Whether you can create cap space, I'm, you know, the I was looking quickly at Spot Track this morning. I think those wide receiver projected market values for that it's at least ten million dollars. So you're gonna have to create some cap space. Ideally, you'd get one of those veteran wide receivers as your number two in the ten plus million dollar range and you draft another guy and then figure out if he plays right away or he he sits behind Diggs and Davis. Or excuse me, Davis and Shakir. I'm in for that. I mean that would be a dream. Have to. That would be a dream because is this team paying Gabe Davis? I don't not right now. I don't think so. After this season, if you would ask me before the season I would have said he's gonna get a second contract. After this season What's the second contract for Davis going to be on the market? Is it over $10 million? I don't... Right now, no, I wouldn't do that. The guy I always compare him to, I really think they are almost identical players, is Marquez Valdez-Scantling in, in Kansas City. Deep threat, a little different because Valdez-Scantling is fast, where Davis is... He gets open deep, but it's not like he's a 4-3 guy. But they run the same routes. They have the same stats. Yeah. They have the same problems. They, their big issues, both of them, are they don't really make contested catches. And Marquez Valdez and the again the numbers almost look identical. Valdez Scantling makes eleven million dollars per year. It was a three year deal in Kansas City, eleven million right. per year. You signing Davis to that contract? I would say no, not when I take into account all the other things and and free agents over the next two off seasons. And I think that makes sense. So that's why I like your idea of you bring in a veteran, and if you sign one of these guys, I don't think they're coming here for a one year deal unless I guess is there someone that needs a prove it deal? Like to me, yeah, Odell Beckham. <laughs> he might need to prove a deal, but it sounds like he. Well, he wants the Valdez Scantling contract. The, the 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 reported 
deal that he was looking for was Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup in Dallas got a five-year deal for like $12 million. So he might be looking for, hey, I'll take less money, Beckham is saying, Mm -hmm. if you give me a couple of years. I don't want to do a one-year deal because he wants security because he's had knee injuries and whatnot. Jacoby Myers, I don't really think, needs the prove-it deal. And then a couple other free agents, like Juju Smith-Schuster and DJ Chark, they just signed one-year prove-it deal. So are they going to want to do that again? So... I guess I, maybe there's a name I'm not thinking of that would be out there that that would make sense for, for the Bills. One-year deal, and you figure it out. But I'd imagine whoever they would sign in free agency or trade for if they do that, that player's on the team past this season. And I would if you hope dra- so. And Multi-years, yeah. And if you draft a rookie on top of that, you've already got your three wide receivers for the future. And Gabe Davis is no longer a part of the picture. And I'm fine with that. How do you feel about Juju Smith-Schuster? He's He's good. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. The only thing is, I think, why did he just go to Kansas City on a one-year deal for $8 million? Like, he didn't take a big money deal. Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to cash out. And what did he have last year? 933 yards and 78 catches. Isn't he looking for a long-term deal right now? I'm not sure I want to pay what he's looking for. He's got to be looking for a long-term deal. He might price the bills out a little bit. DJ Chark on Track's market value, three years just a shade under twenty nine million. So, so nine point five per year average annual value. That's doable. I don't mind that. The rookie to me is the most critical part of that, though. Oh, you have to round one or round two. You have to get a receiver. If yeah. they don't draft a what? Can I? I hate to do this because it's just so absolute. It is unforgivable if they do not draft a wide receiver in one of the first two rounds. It's Josh Allen. Yeah. Get him some weapons for God's sakes. Yep. So and I, but I do think Joe you. In, you the right tackle, offensive line to me, is also a big priority with wide receiver. And the reason why I said interior offensive line, I'm not here to tell you that ink, put it down in ink, Spencer Brown is your right tackle. I don't think that's a good idea. Now, I know Brandon Bean was very much firmly behind Spencer Brown. You know, the back surgery, no offseason, wasn't there ready at the start of camp. I get all the stuff he dealt with. But he was a little too up and down for my liking. And I think that is a big position. But I, I went and thought interior line first because you know why? you got to get a starting left guard. That, maybe it can work with Brown. Maybe the Bills are right. Maybe if now he's healthy, he has a full off season, he goes through all the OTAs, a normal training camp, maybe the Bills are right and they believe this kid can handle it. Great. They do not have a starting guard on this roster. There is one spot open. Roger Saffold's a free agent. I'm not re-signing him. And there's nobody I would look at that I would say, don't worry about it, plug in X. Like Botker, I guess, would be the best choice. Nobody. So you have to get an interior offensive lineman, and I'd like to find a guy, that guy you draft comes in and starts. And I say interior because maybe it's a guy who could eventually move over to center. Mm. Whenever Mitch Morse is done, who's playing center for the Bills? That guy's not. Maybe it's Bates. Yeah, Either way, Bates. now if it's Bates, though, by the way, guess what? You're opening up another guard spot. You've got to address interior offensive line. For me, that's a must-have with wide receiver in the first two rounds of the draft. Take a wide receiver in round one, interior line two, or flip it. I don't particularly care, but to me, those have to be the first two selections in the draft. Nothing on the defensive side of the ball in the first two rounds of the draft. If they take another defensive end, Whatever hair is left, I'd probably pull it out. It'd be really hard to do, though. There's not much up there. 803-0550 to join us. We'll get connected with our fans. 
Uh, Dennis in Williamsville, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Um, just to your point <clears throat> about the route tree with Davis, um, I think that that's a major issue. Um, but, you know, I also think that Stephon Diggs doesn't really run the whole route tree. Um, you know, I, I look at some of the other guys that are out there um, that are number one guys, and trust me, I love Diggs. I mean, he's, he definitely produces, but, you know, he's not taking a slant to the house or even really going over the middle on a drag route or anything like that. You see, you see Diggs and Davis both working the sidelines constantly unless Davis is doing like a, like a deep post, and that's about it. I mean, one of there was a couple of stats that I've heard on the radio on your show the last few days. One was we're 13th in the league in um, explosive plays and 31st in the league in yards after the catch. And when you put those two stats together, it just sounds like all we do is sideline toe tap plays because you can't really get any yards after the catch there, or it's just like bombs, bombs away. You know, um, if you really, if you really examine the way that we run our routes, um, everything is outside the numbers. And that's really hard to sustain if you're a quarterback. Making those throws, those are hard, long throws. And I just think we need a guy that can work the middle of the field a lot mm -hmm. more. And if that's a Dorsey issue um, because of the way he's calling it, then – that needs to be addressed, but we got to start working in the middle of the field, giving these guys an opportunity to run after the catch and make some explosive plays that way. A couple things on that, Dennis. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. First, actually, three things. One, Diggs. I think Diggs can run slants and do that. I do not need Stefan Diggs running into the middle of the field. Right. He just because he doesn't take it to the house after the play doesn't mean he gets open with the route. When we say talk about running the route tree, we're saying we're really talking more about before the ball is thrown. And I think it's in Diggs's ability to run every single yeah, route. I'm looking right now, Matt Harmon from Yahoo, who charts success rate for every route by wide receivers at Reception Perception, his own site. He has Diggs, I believe he's the only one, I think he's the only receiver in the league that he... he that kind of marks each route by either green arrow, red arrow, or yellow arrow. Green being a good success rate, above 60%. Every single one of his routes are green. Hmm. He's a, he is an above-average route runner at every single route. Whereas, yeah. like, you look at Gabe Davis's, and those three routes I mentioned, like, there's a few green on there, and then there's a lot of red. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, so anyway, Dennis, I, I'm, I'm with Joe. I think it is... Diggs has the ability to run every route. It's entirely possible the Bills don't want him to run every route. And don't need you go over the field, you can get some nasty hits. That's a tough place to play, right? That's one of the reasons why when, you know, I loved Beasley. You know, Beasley would go over the middle of the field, but you could take a pounding. You know, it's a it's a difficult area to to, to go through. I don't need Diggs to do that. I know he can. He can occasionally we've seen him run quick slants and they get the ball to him. Um, but I, by and large, I don't need him for that role. Um, but he can run every route. He can beat just about any cornerback in this league. The middle of the field thing is interesting. That's where I think Beasley was a big piece for Josh, right? And I honestly thought, for me, I thought McKenzie would pick up that role. And for whatever reason, that didn't happen at a good enough level. You know, maybe that is something in the future that Shakir ends up to. Maybe they thought Crowder could have been that guy. Of course, he was injured. So I, I think you're right. 
That's not Davis. I don't think it should be Diggs. And it's entirely possible if it's not Shakir, that guy's not on the roster. You know, that might be one of the pieces you have to bring in in the, in the offseason to find that guy to take advantage of the middle. Of, by the way, Knox, you could use Knox in that role if you wanted to, you know, work a little bit of the middle of the field. That might be more of a Dorsey thing and his philosophy than anything else. But yeah, they, they don't have that piece consistently on this roster right now. That's something I think you need to add in the offseason. But I, I wouldn't use Diggs in that role. I, need, I have Diggs plenty of other ways I can use him, and that's just not Gabe Davis over the field, over the middle of the field guy. It's just not him. Um, I think I hit all the points. Thank you for your call. 803-0550 to join us. Your top three needs for the Bills. Prioritize the positions. And uh, you can let us know. Mark tweeted in, O-line, O-line, edge rusher. Edge rusher. I paused, fire that back up? I paused because I thought, Mark, no edge offense rusher. to you, if anybody brings up edge rusher, I feel like a lot of Bills fans will absolutely like throw something against the wall. I mean... It's, it's by the way, it's not out of the question. I'd, if they go D-line, though, I would tell you this, I think they would look inside. I think they would be looking for a defensive tackle. I think that might be a bigger priority right now because, again, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering if Ed Oliver is here beyond next season. I'd like to see them get better at the edge. You just don't want to see more and more premium assets spent on it. Well, right? like, look, look, Rousseau is coming back, right? I assume they're not giving up on Basham. Epinesa. They save money on Epinesa. Like, I don't want to rule that out. Okay. I I mean, I'm not saying it's likely. Shaq's but. a free agent. That's a depth guy, but I think he's a free agent, right? Signed a one-year deal, I believe. Yep. I, I'm just not, I would be thinking more about the interior of the line than the edge at this point. I, it, oh, well, if Von Miller's not healthy right away, that could factor into this discussion as well. When, when's Von going to be back? I think that's right. If they are going to make a move to get a better pass rush behind Von Miller, you know what the move is? The move is you find you find some aged pass rusher <laughs> that is almost at the end of his career that you can get for near the veteran minimum because yeah. they just want to win a Super Bowl. Like how often does that happen? Terrell Suggs went to the Chiefs for his last year at like thirty five. Like Dwight Freeney went to like the Chargers. Yeah. Jerry Hughes right now is on the Texans. That like that move. Can I find like some thirty five, thirty six year old pass rusher who used to be amazing and is now still pretty good. That if I put him in there for thirty percent of the snaps, he's gonna have just enough juice left to rush the pass. Yeah, the guy just retired. Go get JJ Watt out of retirement. JJ Watt. Year. How about Justin Houston? He's thirty five. He's thirty five, right? Yeah. Can I get Justin Houston for a million and a half bucks? Like that. that yeah. He he had ten sacks last year, so maybe he's too good for this. But that's the idea I'm thinking of. If they do anything there. Go find some old guy that's still got like one good season left in him, and you can get him for two million. By the way, be careful when you throw the term "old guy" around for someone who's thirty-five. <laughs> uh, just, I apologize I'm, I'm, on behalf of old guys out there. Hey, I'm getting there too. I'm, I'm, I'm. You're getting where? I'm getting to thirty to thirty-two. Oh, for God's sakes! You, you th- when I'm thirty-two, am I going to be able to say "old guy"? No, thirty-two. Or no, I'm saying "will." I, I meant will, "will I say old guy?" Because right now I say it because they're they're still older than me. Wow, that's a good question, Joe. Did you stop? Like, would you would you ever call like Justin Houston an old guy? Well, no, not from my perspective now. No, he's a youngin. But okay. if I was thirty two, would I refer to a thirty? How old are you right now? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. You think a thirty five year old is an old guy? No, well, no. Look, I, you're I, using, I mean, but I still you're using, refer to it. You're using "old guy" in the term of a sports reference. Sure, obviously, yeah. not an everyday human being reference. Thirty five as a, as an athlete is an old guy. So I understand that. But just 
Careful. All right, I'll be, I'll, the I'll, old guy. I'll be nicer. Twenty-seven. 803-0552. Join old guy and young guy on uh, our Bills discussion. If there's anything else you want to get to, that's fine, too. We wanted to talk a little bit about quarterbacks and uh, basically look at who, who desperately needs one and which are the best available jobs. Uh, so we'll do that a little bit as well. Coming up at 8, by the way, we'll talk some draft. Eric Edholm is going to join us from NFL.com. He's been in Mobile this week watching the Senior Bowl practices. That game is going on this weekend. So we'll talk about uh, some of the top prospects down there with him. We have our off-season Bills opponent uh, updates going on as well. We're doing off-season previews for all the Bills opponents for next season, right? So we're in the division. We've got the Pats up today. And at 9 o'clock, Chris Price will join us from the Boston Globe. At 9.30, you're going to be chatting with Niagara coach Greg Paulus. It's the Purple Eagles and the Griffs tonight, renewing the basketball rivalry up at the Gallagher Center. That game's on WGR, so he will join us a little bit later as well. Stay tuned for all that. You know, we're going to count on concern, no. Um, You know, it was definitely... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You don't have a replacement in the cabinet for Vaughn Miller. Our D-line was really playing well with Vaughn out there. You know, he allows more guys to be singled up. And, you know, I think we suffered some injuries. Jordan Phillips pulls his hammy in the Tennessee game, was working his way back, and then the first New England game does his rotator cuff. Rousseau had the high ankle, pre-high ankle. He probably played better and felt more like himself. You know, we're going to count on a lot of these guys to come back, and we want to be strong up front both sides of the ball you know if we think there's players whether it's draft free agency whatever it is that are better than what we got up front then we'll we'll definitely not hesitate to add there bill's gm brandon bean 
from his recent end-of-season news conference when he was asked about the state of the Bills' defensive line. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy Friday, Jeremy. Off today, myself, Mr. DiBiase, with you. 803-0550 to give us your priority list. Top three needs by position for the Bills. Darius tweeted in, guard, wide receiver, safety. Aubrey says O-line, wide receiver, D-tackle. So you can let us know about that. Anything else you want to get on uh, off your chest on the show? Questions, comments, opinions? Great. What can't be on the list? Just won't even listen to it. Don't want to hear it. Running back? No, because you know what? If you want to take a running back on day three somewhere, was, was Pacheco a seventh-round pick? Pacheco was a seventh-round pick. I mean, I don't think Singletary is back. So you have Cook. What are they doing with Hines? If you wanted to cut Hines, that's $5 million in cap space. You know, um, I'd really be stunned if, if they the, did that. I, I wouldn't do it. I would actually give Naheem Hines the number two running back job behind James Cook. But if they're, I would ask you this, Joe. Is Hines going to have the same role next year? Please, God, tell me no. If he's just basically a return man, obviously there's no need to keep him for $5 million. So I would say you have Cook, you have Hines. Maybe you ask Hines to take a pay cut or do something with his contract. Yep. I wouldn't rule out them taking a flyer on a, a running back on day three, but I that is the uh, I mean okay. I can't rule out edge, I can't rule out tackle. Linebacker if you don't have Edmonds, safety you have to get. You never have enough corners. We're running out of spot. Obviously they're not taking a quarterback. Um Joe, I guess I would go running back would be it. Because you could make a case for adding at Every other position on the roster, including tight end, right? They like to do some two tight end sets. You can make a, a case to add a tight end. So running back is the only place I think you'd go, nope. They're set at top three corner, but you always need depth there, right? Especially if Christian Benford's going to be a safety. So I could see them drafting a corner again at some point. Yeah. I really think they're set at running back. I think I, I'm, not, I'm not sure they'll agree. They sound to me like, though, they agree. They, well, if they envision a role for Hines, we're talking at who, who's and, your number three running back? And then, that, basically, right, and at that point, like that guy's usually not even active on game days. Yeah, right. Unless he's a returner, like Hines was. Before that, like they never made Yeldon active. They never made made Brita was active like maybe half the year when mm-hmm. he was here. So uh, that role, it's like give sign Duke Johnson again, I guess, for one year deal. But the way they sounded about Hines, both McDermott and Bean talked about. You know, a, a disappointment almost in that he didn't play more on offense. And that might be well, more on yeah. the coordinator, but it could also be just he wasn't familiar with it or they didn't have a role for him because they already utilized two running backs. And this team, they usually only dress two running backs, let alone play three. So I think going into next year, look, look who they tried to sign last offseason, J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of difference between these two players. They play the same role. They're pass-catching running backs, and that's what they do best. Hines, for his career, has almost as many receptions. In fact, he has the exact same, he had the exact same amount of targets in Indianapolis that he did carries. 300 and 300. Wow. So he is a pass-catching running back. Well, I think so, we all expected him to be more involved in the offense than he was this right. season. Right, and maybe now that'll be freed up because no Devin Singletary mm-hmm. if he doesn't get re-signed. I just don't see him signing back here. Well, because, right, like, why would you need it? Because Cook, Cook showed well as a runner. Why would you, Cook, Cook why was would you second... pay Devin Singletary on a cash-strapped team to be here when you have the other guys? Right, when Cook was second in the NFL in yards per carry, which is a fact, by the way. He was number two in the NFL in yards per carry, mm-hmm. and... 
Naheem Hines is an accomplished pass catching running back. Right. What, what else do I need a running and back? And you can still do your return game if you so desire. Right. I'm set. Yeah. I don't need anything else. Any other position? I mean, quarterback even. You mentioned like they could draft a late-round running back. Couldn't they draft a late-round quarterback? They don't have a backup yet. Keenum's a free agent. Isn't Barkley still here? Barkley is still here, but do they trust him to be the number two? They might think he's the practice squad guy. They won't take a punter. They won't take a punter. They won't take a kicker. Nope. So and when, like when we think like priority positions too, like what's something they they would never touch in like the first three rounds? See for tight me, tight end. I think that not a tight end. No, but I could see them taking one, just not in the first three rounds. I think that's that's not a pick I would do in the first three rounds. In the first three rounds, it's wide receiver, O line. Honestly, Joe, I think that the the most interesting debate, in my opinion, is what's third. What is the next biggest need? Whether you think it's safety or linebacker or Whatever, D-line, corner. It could be D-line, I to guess. To me, but... there is no discussion about wide receiver and offensive line. There should be 100% agreement <laughs> on those can... being the top two needs. What's next after that? That's debatable. Can I, get, can I go wide receiver two for my first need? Uh, offensive line is my second, and the wide receiver three is my second. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, I think nah. wide receiver, no, but I think wide, wide receiver, receiver is two guys. You're adding two guys. But right. really, what's third? If you had to look at it and go, you've got to get wide receivers multiple, you want to get two offensive linemen, what is next? To me, that's a safety unless Tremaine Edmonds walks. Because I don't know. I know Sal mentioned, you know, there's a couple guys on the depth chart. Maybe they like. To me, that's a huge loss. And every down linebacker walks in free agency. How are you replacing that guy? And I, I, would, be, I would bump up linebacker to number three on the depth chart as the need. I think I'm still on tackle. I'm on tackle. That's but that's part of a, offensive line. You're covering part, that in the offensive right, line. That, that's right. That's part of offensive line. Um, but specifically tackle over guard just because mm-hmm. that that is a more important position to me. It's more about the pass blocking, and this is a team that throws the ball a lot more than they run the football. Yeah. They run against light boxes a lot. Like Saffold actually was a, he was a good run blocker in Tennessee. I'm not sure he was last year for the Bills. But I'm thinking about like how do I get my pass protection to be better? And... The one, the guy I'm thinking of first. Saffold's already gonna be gone. He was the worst of the five. The guy I'm thinking of the most is Spencer Brown. Mm-hmm. The Bills' season last year, 13 seconds against Kansas City, almost ended because of Spencer Brown. It's a very specific play. You have to go back and remember and watch it in like the highlights. This is the 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 long Bills drive that ties the game right before Tyreek Hill breaks mm-hmm. off a touchdown. Yeah. So we're talking what the third to last, fourth to last drive in regulation. The long drive the Bills go on. They get that fourth down in, like, eight, whatever it is. And Allen, if you remember, he scrambles out of the pocket, and he finds who over the middle of the field for the first down? Was it Diggs? Was it Davis? Shockingly, I can't remember the play you're referring to, Joe, but that's But, it, but it's a four, fourth down play. There's just over two minutes to play. You need a touchdown. Like, it was the season. There were five more plays that were the season after that game, but that play was for the season. Watch the playback. Go, fi- go find that play and look at Spencer Brown. Yeah. He gets beat in half a second. And Allen sees it. If he doesn't see it, he gets hit, play over, season over, and maybe Spencer Brown doesn't even get a second opportunity because the season would have ended on his watch. But Allen saw it, escaped, and then threw a first down. Like That happens a lot on this team. And to me, searching for a great tackle... 
to yeah. pair with Deion Dawkins and say, okay, I got a great tackle combination, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow Allen more time to throw because I don't have a assurance yet that my receivers can get open quickly. Like That's one way, I think, of improving the offense without knowing whether or not you're actually going to get better at wide receiver. I wonder, I think this came up during Bean's press conference. Do they think, is it possible they could move Brown inside? I don't know that he's ever played it. Did Bean say talk about that? I'm not sure. I thought somebody asked him about that. Or maybe it was, I thought it was Bean, not McDermott. You're doing the same thing I am, right? Yeah, I'm looking. Um, it's not in the audio clip that I have, at least. Okay. So I'm not sure if he actually got asked about it. But is that the idea you're thinking of? Like That's right. Brown I was wondering, if, is it possible they look at it and go, look, we still like Spencer Brown. We think he's a good offensive lineman. For sure, he's had some issues outside against speed rushers, right? Among the things he needs to get better at. Is it possible they look at it and go, okay, we're, we're definitely going to target a right tackle, but we like Brown, and here we are sitting talking about they need a guard? Do they think Brown... I mean, does his body type transition? He's he's tall, he's long. I mean, could he play inside? Because if they do think that, well, that could be your starting guard, by the way. They did. They tried that with uh, Cody Ford. It didn't necessarily work. Not so good, right. But, like, yeah. but they were willing to try it, and he started that second year, I think, and I don't remember him having any guard experience, so I guess you could, you could find out. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he ever, ever would have played guard at Northern Iowa. I don't know. But maybe that could, you know, then maybe you're, you're killing two birds at one stone type of thing. You're drafting the offensive tackle in round one or round two, anticipating this guy comes in and plays right away. I mean, Brown eventually played as yeah. a rookie, and you move Brown inside. Yeah, like there's, there's this one kid at the Senior Bowl right now that he's uh, – the right tackle from Ohio State. I'm trying to find his name, but he's just a monster. I think he's actually maybe going to set the record for the yeah, Dewan Jones, I believe is the name. Dewan Jones, I think set the record at the Senior Bowl for the longest wingspan ever. Yeah. He's like 6'8", 340 pounds, and he's projected to go in the late first round. If they drafted him, I wouldn't be upset. If they drafted that Ohio State, just one name, Dewan Jones, they drafted him in the late first round, I, I would not be upset at all. I would think, okay, while it's not a receiver, this is an attempt to to improve upon the infrastructure around Josh Allen. Yeah, And there are multiple ways of allowing receivers to get open. You need one of two things at least. You either need receivers that get open quickly, or... You need a line that can protect your quarterback long enough to allow those receivers extra seconds to get open. So I'd like to have both, yeah. but at least give me one. I'd rather have the receiver part of it, but you know, I you can daydream a little bit about an offensive line the Bills could have as good as the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is all day to throw. It's easy to play receiver on the Eagles because you have five seconds to get open. Yeah. On this Bills team, sometimes you get... Allen buys time, but sometimes you get like two and a half seconds to well, get open. Well, it's been pointed out, if you want to look at the two teams we now believe that are ahead of the Bills, or whatever, or in the, the two gold standard teams, if you will, are who? Kansas City and Cincinnati. Two years ago, the Chiefs blew up their offensive line. Spent a lot of money and, and draft capital, right? Free agent and draft cap capital. Although, was Orlando Brown a trade, maybe? Whatever. They spent yeah, multiple assets to redo their offensive they, line. What they did traded Cinc- him and paid him. And then yeah. what did Cincinnati do? Cincinnati also said, oh my God, Joe Burrow is getting massacred back there. Let's blow up the offensive line. So, you know, Morris is here. Dawkins is here. If you really wanted to go far, Joe, I guess if you, you could say 
you're getting a tackle, you're getting a guard, and then it depends how you feel about Ryan Bates. But if the Bills really wanted to say, we've got to redo this thing big time, you could put three new starters out there if you think. This Dwan Jones guy, the, ne- the next time we have a draft guest on, I'll have to ask him about him. So he measured. Eric at home at 8 o'clock. He measured. Eric at home at 8 o'clock. He measured at the Senior Bowl this week. Six foot eight, 375 pounds, with an 89 and a half inch wingspan, which is 7'5. He's a 7'5 wow. wingspan. That's long. And he's 6'8, 375. I have no idea if he's actually going to be good or not. Hopefully his feet are okay. He's just a, he's just Godzilla <laughs> right. over there at right, right tackle. Right. So you'd think it'd be hard to get around the dude. It, it feels like, yeah, that would be uh it would be tough to get around a guy that big. 8030550 Joe, can we do this now? The uh you know what? Is that all right? Okay. Uh, anyway, grab a line. They're open. We want to get your thoughts. Your priority list. Top three positions in order of importance in your mind. One, two, three. That the Bills should address this offseason. You can let us know. Please make sure. Um, we're not trying to sway you. Well, I guess we are. Please make sure wide receiver and offensive line are in your top three. 803-0550. We have tickets to give away for the uh, Luke Bryan Show. Country on Tour 2023 at Darien Lake Amphitheater Friday, June 16th with Chase Beckham, Tyler Braden, Alana Springsteen, and DJ Rock. If you'd like to try and win a pair of tickets, call now. Joe will take call number five at 221-4947. Excuse me, again, 221-4947. Call now, and the fifth caller will get a pair of tickets to the show. The tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. We will have another pair of tickets to give away before we are done at 10, if you don't win this time around. If you don't win either set, the tickets are going on sale this morning at 10 o'clock at LiveNation.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, guess what? Tonight, I told you, I I, I watched about an hour of the um, NFL skills competition as part of their Pro Bowl weekend last night. It was good. It was entertaining. You know, catch a water balloon, uh, quarterback accuracy. They had guys uh, like offensive and defensive linemen. Matt Milano, too, linebackers. Guys that were catching off the jugs machine. How many balls you could hold at the same time and catch another football. And Trey Hendrickson actually caught five, which I was really impressed by. Three in one arm, one in the other, and he caught a fifth. Anyway, uh, they had a longest uh, drive competition. They had best catch going on. Diggs was in that. So it was, it was actually very entertaining. Tonight, Joe, you ready? Are you, are you having an NHL um, skills competition party, viewing party big, at your house? Big watch party. Big watch party? Yes. All right, very Put good. Put the projector. Yep, have some people over. To the NHL's credit, now look, the, the usuals are there. Fastest skater, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, accuracy shooting. Rasmus Dahlin's in the hardest shot if you want to see when he's on or what he's in tonight. They've added some new events. It's in Florida, you know, Fort Lauderdale. So there's a dunk tank 
and there's golf. There's three new events. Two of them I'm in for. The other one I think is going to be incredibly boring. The Splash Shot. Eight shooters, two on each divisional team. Players compete head-to-head. They're required to hit all targets before attempting to dunk their opponent. I'm good. I'm into that. Dunk tank? Uh, you can never lose with a dunk tank. I'm I'm all for dunk tanks. I like that. Who do we want to see dunked? Wait, wait, did you have the list there of who's getting dunked? Oh. There might, it, might, it might not even be there. No, around. it is. I just got a... Marshawn's got to be one, isn't he? I might actually drive to oh, Fort wait. Lauderdale just to dunk him if he is. Marshawn might not be at the All-Star game at all, actually. I, I'm thinking of they it. might not list... I'm trying to see if they list... They'll probably list who is in the competition, but I'm not sure if they list who who's actually dunked? could be dunked. Okay. All right, that's fine. Splash shot. Okay, competition. Four players fire at targets to dunk their opponents. Doesn't say who the opponents are. No, it says right. participants are Crosby, McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr, Shesterkin, Fox, Brady Kachuk. Well, Matthew Kachuk. Who wouldn't want to dunk that's, Matthew Kachuk? Yeah, that's the guy. Just leave him in for everybody's gotta, chances. It's got to be Matthew Kachuk. So that's the splash shot. Pitch and puck. Using a combination of hockey and golf shots, six mm-hmm. All-Stars play a par-four course, which includes an island green. That should be entertaining. Mm. Lowest score wins the competition. Now, Joe, you said they're going to be using hockey sticks, at least for some of those yeah. shots? Yeah, showed some clips on SportsCenter this morning previewing it, and it looked like they were taking... They have like those plastic-looking like sheets in which you can shoot a puck off of yeah. without being on the ice, and it looked like there were those like on the fairway. So I'm, I'm, it's Adam Sandler, basically. So it's like wherever you hit your ball to, they br- they'll bring this like plastic sheet for you, and then you can take a wrist shot off the fairway. I, I think it's golf, but with hockey sticks. Fine, good with that. That Love sounds it. fun. Yes. The last thing they added is something called the Tendy Tandem. It's a long explanation. I'm not even. It's a goalie shooting at targets, and then another goalie has to make say. I don't know. It's to me, it sounds really dumb. I think it's actually the worst event that I can see on the chart. So don't waste your time on the Tendi tandem thing. I think that actually looks like it's going to be really, really boring. That is tonight. If you want to uh, go, if you want to, if you haven't gotten an invitation to Joe's viewing party, maybe you can tweet at him. Uh, Seven o'clock tonight on ESPN and ESPN Plus. If you're looking for the skills competition, and and again, Rasmus is. How hard is Rasmus Dahlin's shot? By the way, do we know? He said on NHL Network yesterday. I saw that he thinks he can crack ninety. Okay, that's not that hard. I don't think he's going to win it. No. I actually was like, why is he in the heart of shot yeah, contest? That doesn't make sense right? for him. You know why it might have happened? I wonder if oh, Tage would have Thompson was going to be in it, shot. Yeah. and they didn't want to change everything right. when he wasn't there and said, we're just going to put you where Tage was going to be. Because the winner's always over 100, right? Right. Yeah, I don't think oh, yeah. he's like, a shot. I mean, Thompson might have, what, 105? He would have been good for a hardest shot. He yeah. could have set the record, maybe. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Ah, bummer. All right, 803-0550. Hey, when we get back... Football talk, little draft, maybe a little quarterback talk, a little off-season talk. Eric Edholm from NFL.com will join us. He's been in Mobile all week watching the Senior Bowl. We're going to get into that in a moment. Phone lines always open for you to join us as well on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.